0: Hello! Right, brilliant, cool, and welcome to another podcast. Who knew that? Who knew that? um, That this would be episode 4 or episode 5, I'm not sure, I'm not very good at keeping track of these things. Anyway, some cool stuff has happened this week. Um, I have had 4, maybe 5 people specifically request a podcast on this, which blows my mind because... One, four or five people are listening to that, that's fucking cool. Uh, and two, four or five people value my opinion, which is also fucking cool. Um, so, this week's episode will be pretty much entirely about vegetarianism, veganism, and dietary considerations that you might want to think about when uh, when being a vegetarian or when being a vegan. Uh, I'm going to turn the gain up on this microphone, which might just completely blow everything out of the fucking water and i'm going to turn the, that's better that, it looks i say it's better i'm looking at the sound waves here and they are bigger so that's good and um, bigger is always better uh cool so one of the things that i really wanted to bring into context here when it comes into vegetarianism and veganism is the way that studies are conducted in like the quality of research is often uh, just just really poor Just really poor. Uh, So a lot of studies don't consider, or they don't take into account um, the different types of people that they are uh, testing or that they are researching. So you will often have like a vegetarian study that proves or shows um, that vegetarians have lower rates of coronary heart disease or something along that lines, which people conclude that means that meat gives you coronary coronary heart disease or gives you a higher chance of like heart problems and things. but when we actually look at the studies, you find that they they didn't account for what's called healthy user bias, which is essentially just a a um, what's the word I'm looking for a a, a thing we've made up to, not made up is essentially just something that that how can I even describe this healthy user bias I'm gonna describe it through a through a story uh, so. notoriously, vegans and vegetarians are a lot more health-seeking individuals. Like, across the board, they tend to smoke less, drink less, uh, they exercise more, they live largely a much more healthful lifestyle than non-vegetarians or vegans. Like, if if you took all of them and surveyed them the same, across the board, they are largely a much more healthful population. And for some reason, that's why people go vegetarian or vegan for some things, is that they could be more healthful. Uh, But (laughs) that kind of will skew data or will skew what you're researching. If you have a healthful individual versus Gary, who's fucking smoking six tabs every minute, banging kebabs down his throat, has never considered eating a vegetable or never thought about where his food comes from, but he still goes into the category of... Meat eater or omnivore, so you're not really comparing whether it's the meat or whether it's the um, the vegetarianism that's giving the health benefits, or is it simply the health seeking activities that are giving the the benefits? Uh, and there was a very interesting study done to to take this into account, where they basically waited outside like the the health food shops, like Holland and Barrett or something like that, or, or like somewhere that sells like organic quinoa kind of shit, and they just surveyed people and they just Tested on them and basically just went, like, are oh, you are buying this quinoa, um, do you eat meat? Yes. Great, you go into category one. Uh, you're buying this quinoa, do you eat meat? No. Great, you go into category two. And what they found is essentially that the, the health benefits that were touted by vegetarianism and things of, like, lower coronary heart disease and things were exactly the same benefits in people who ate meat just people who ate health consciously it wasn't anything to do with the actual vegetarianism uh, it was just that the people who were shopping in these health shops were probably buying like organic line caught salmon and things they were conscious of what they were consuming which it ultimately kind of boils that down all the benefits of vegetarianism benefits of veganism down to just be more healthful that's that's the thing that gets people healthy is being more mindful within your eating being more healthful within your practices not starting a particular diet i'm sure if you took a a health-minded carnivore diet which was just meat alone and a health-minded vegan diet which is no meat they would probably have similar levels of um, health markers just because they're eating healthfully Uh, it's a lot probably a lot more down to do with the lifestyle factors and the like, exercise, all that kind of shit, that it's, it's, it's all that kind of shit, listen to me, I'm an exercise professional, I'm like, yeah, fucking, all that kind of shit, exercise, pfft, whatever, uh, yeah, it's probably more to do with the lifestyle factors than it is to do with actually being vegetarian or being vegan, having said that, um, I can't argue in the slightest, if you're vegetarian or vegan for ethical reasons, I am not somebody who is allowed to judge you, what, you're, what you decide is right and wrong, uh, like, if you're that for ethical reasons, it's totally your call, that's cool, and um, in fact, it's it's quite admirable. But if you're in vegetarianism or veganism purely for the health benefits, you might be in the wrong camp. Or you might be making things difficult for no particular reason, no particular extra benefit. Um, so, vegetarian and veganism. Let's, let's, let's touch on this. What are the health considerations? Largely, it's the same as what are the health considerations for omnivores. Like, how many calories are you eating? Are you over-consuming? Are you obese? Uh, are you eating ve- fruit and vegetables? Are you getting enough protein in? Are you hydrating properly? Like, all of the main factors, like the 99%, stay the same, really. Uh, the 99% is, is, you know, don't be massively overweight. It's probably not good for you. Uh, exercise a little bit. That's probably good for you. And, like... Eat some protein, probably good for you. Uh, the things that we do run into problems with when we go into vegetarianism or veganism. Vegetarianism, actually, you can you can live a probably just as healthy a lifestyle as a vegetarian as you can an omnivore. Uh, without much extra planning, without much extra things. You might just have to be a little bit more conscious. But we get into this where like most people... We'll find meals that they like. If you find some health-conscious meals that you like, you're probably going to repeat the same meals week in, week out uh, with the occasional like dabble in and there. But we're, we're creatures of habit, really, so we largely eat a lot of the same things over and over again. So it might take a little while to find your stride, but once you've found it, you're totally sound. Um, everybody goes, oh, B12, whoa, what about B12? Like, Just take a supplement. It's fucking simple. It's really, really simple. B12, the B vitamins aren't one of these supplements that you're going to um, overdose on, that you're going to have like problems if you take too much of. Like our fat-soluble uh, fat soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K, are, well, they're fat-soluble, but they are preserved within your body. So they go into your fat stores and they, they stay there. So they can accumulate and we can get problems with them if we have too much. Um, vitamins, the other vitamins, vitamin Cs, vitamin Bs, that kind of stuff, uh, and a lot of minerals, are all water-based and water-soluble, which means you essentially just piss them out. Uh, so if you happen to take too much vitamin B12, oh well, like, there's no problem with that. Just take a, a, a supplement. It's much easier. or oh, not even a supplement. Don't even take a specific supplement. Just take a regular, everyday multivitamin. we will be absolutely fine. You'll be sound. Um, you probably don't need to buy specific vitamins and minerals because then you run the risk of just not really knowing what you're doing and just buying lots and lots of stuff and losing lots and lots of money. Um, anyway, so, yeah, back to vegetarianism and veganism. Uh, the vegetarian diet, you can live pretty good lifestyle. One thing that you do need to pay attention to is eat some fucking vegetables. I cannot count how many people I know that have gone vegetarian and live off bread and cheese. Like, great, great decision for your health. You now are just a pizza addict. Uh, I hope they don't sue me for saying that. Pizza Addict is a place. Yeah. Uh, they won't sue me. They're not listening to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Consume vegetables. And there's a reason behind this it, that you probably are going to have to consume a lot more vegetables to get your vitamins and minerals than you would if you were a meat eater. Uh, for example, iron. Iron found in meat is heme iron. Uh, so it is heme iron is the most readily available or bioavailable source of iron. Non-heme iron found in vegetables is less bioavailable and it's a longer, more difficult process for the body to transfer it into heme iron uh, and then use it. So if you are having vegetarian subs, like pff, what I'm trying to say, if you are having vegetarian uh, sources of iron, you probably want to consume more of them. Again, please don't go in and start just supplementing iron because supplementing individual minerals and individual vitamins largely isn't a good idea, especially if you really, really don't know what you're doing. Um, Try the dietary interventions first, then go on. Or if you are diagnosed with low iron, you'll probably have been given a supplement to take by the doctor, which means you don't need to really alter your diet. You'll get your levels back up to normal and then once you've stopped taking that tablet, you probably will need to alter your diet to get your levels or keep your levels at normal. Uh, but yeah, you might need to consume a lot more actual vegetables in order to hit those numbers, in order to actually hit the, the, the things that you need, uh, just because it's less bioavailable, particularly like protein, protein sources as well. Um, I'm going to call that tip one. I'm going to call it tip one, by the way. So number one. Uh, Eat more vegetables. (laughs) Number two. uh, Fuck what was it? Yeah, number two. I have completely lost track of what I was even thinking because I started counting in my head. Fuck me. Yes, here we go. Right, I've got it. Yes. So, number two. Uh... There's a big debate amongst vegetarians and non-meat eaters, and by debate, I mean internet arguments, uh, where if you're like, you know, it's not a complete source of amino profile. It's not an amino profile. Uh, You need every amino acid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, Meats are a complete source of protein, so it's got pretty much every amino acid in there. Uh, Vegetarian sources of protein tend not to be complete sources of protein. Whether you need to pair them together, so like, notoriously people say you need to have rice with beans because what's in the rice isn't present in the beans and the aminos present in the beans aren't present in the rice whether you need to eat them together is a different story you'll probably get if you're having a varied diet you will probably get enough of each one provided you're having enough protein so long as you're not like oh i just eat broccoli and soy like I think soy is actually a complete one, soy is actually quite good, but it provided you're not just completely fixed in one protein source and you have like a couple of protein sources in there, uh, a varied diet will will probably hit all those nutrients or not nutrients, uh, all those aminos that you need. However, leucine, leucine is a um, branch chain amino acid that is necessary for muscle protein synthesis. Our body has two states. We have muscle protein synthesis and we have muscle protein breakdown, often referred to as anabolic, catabolic, like blah, blah, blah. Uh, We want to stimulate muscle protein synthesis as much as possible. We can do that through lifting weights. We can do that through consuming protein, uh, etc. But the protein is only stimulating muscle protein synthesis if it has enough of the amino acid leucine. There is a leucine threshold uh, that most of you, well, I say most of you, oh, what the fuck? There is a leucine, that was where I, you know, sometimes I just talk and literally just put words in there to fill the space. Like I'm trying to say a sentence, but I'm gonna throw some extra words in there because fucking ADHD is brilliant. there is a leucine threshold that you need to hit in order to trigger muscle protein synthesis. This threshold will be 0.3 times your body weight in kilos. If you're getting it from vegetarian sources, it probably wants to be 0.4 times your body weight in kilos. Alternatively, you could just supplement leucine, but vegetarian sources are um, notoriously low in leucine, which might be a problem if you're goal is to build as much muscle as possible now I say might be a problem because there's never really been any studies done or any research done like withdrawing somebody from leucine and giving somebody else leucine and training them from 10 years in seeing who has the best physique or who has the most muscle after 10 years theoretically this is like sound in practice we don't really know. So I can only say in theory, you need to hit that muscle protein synthesis by, uh, by triggering your leucine threshold frequently throughout the day. So like three to six times a day, uh, in order to get the maximum benefits from the protein that you're consuming for vegetarians or vegans. Even, uh, this is probably more difficult. You probably want to err on the side of 0.4 grams of protein per body weight or Simply supplement uh, leucine. And I think it's something like, what, 3.2 grams? It's not a lot. Just supplement leucine throughout the day with a meal, with a couple of your meals, uh, and you, you're sorted. Like, that, that will do the job. That will do the job of stimulating muscle protein synthesis. Um, so that's point number two. So we had point number one, eat lots of vegetables so that you get more of the... Lot more of the less bioavailable stuff. Point number two, supplement leucine. Always a good idea. Um, that goes for protein eaters, like not for protein eaters, for, for meat eaters as well. Like you need to hit 0.3 to 0.4 grams per body weight as well. So even if you're getting a complete profile, you still need to have that leucine content to trigger your muscle protein synthesis. Uh, a third thing that you should be aware of if you're vegan or vegetarian is, well, to be honest, like it's, it's not overhyped omega-3 fatty acids are a super essential part of most people's diet and um, people can get it from eating like fish oily fish two times a week or taking a fish oil supplement or cod liver oil or something uh, like the old that wives tales like having a spoonful of of cod liver oil to i don't know help you live or something like that turns out actually true turns out actually really useful uh but yeah, having vegetarian or vegan obviously makes fish oil quite a difficult thing to eat. But you can get an omega three supplement, or like an EPA and DHA, which are the two, which are two of the three omega threes. Uh, ALA is another one, but that's found within grains, and it's it's not the one we're after. Basically, uh, yeah, e- EPA and DHA are the ones that we really want, are the ones that we're after, and they are mainly found in fish supplements. However. You probably don't want to be eating fish if you're vegan or vegetarian. So an algae supplement is is another way of getting that through. I think I'll link in the show notes. No, I'll not. I'll not link in the show notes because that would then be prescribing and endorsing a product. And I shan't do that. Just look for a omega-3 supplement that contains DHA and EPA from a blue algae source. Is it blue algae? It's some kind of algae source. Uh, and that should mean, like, I think what take what two grams a day, a gram a day, or something. Or you want a total between DHA and EPA? I think it's I think it's a gram a day, so a thousand milligrams. Uh, that would be a recommended thing to do. That would be something that I think would benefit your health-wise. Another one is vitamin D. Now, vitamin D is tricky with uh, vegan and vegetarianism. It's actually not so tricky with vegetarianism because you can have dairy and you can have. Um, like yogurt and milk and stuff. Uh, However, none of those are sources of vitamin D. They're all sources of calcium. And if you haven't got vitamin D, you won't be absorbing calcium. And if you aren't absorbing calcium, you won't be absorbing vitamin D. There's like a symbiotic relationship. Well, not won't be absorbing it. It's just not as as good. Uh, Yeah. If you don't have that present within your diet already, you might want to look at taking a vitamin D supplement with a calcium supplement or something along those lines. Uh, vitamin D is an interesting one, because as I said earlier, like some, some things are fat soluble and they're stored within the body. There is a chance of vitamin D toxicity with supplementing it. Uh, I'm not gonna... Uh, remote overdosing it however this the research that shows like vitamin d toxicity kicking up is when people were taking like 10000 iu a day for like 6 months so like crazy amounts i literally i shouldn't say this i literally turned the bottle upside down in like if two fall in my hand sound if three fall in my hand sound uh you don't have to take it every day and religiously every day because it's stored within the body. In fact, if you were shit at taking your tablets, you could take one big dose your entire week, just bang it in, and that's you done for the week. Um, I, I personally buy the 4000 IU tablets, so I probably am going a bit crazy with it when I take like ten or 12,000 IU in one sitting, but then also sometimes I forget to take it, so it probably balances out. But yeah, I buy the 4000 IU tablets that are in the oil capsule so because it's fat soluble it wants to be taken with some kind of f- fat source if you're taking the powdered version like the little white chalky tablets without a fat source you're probably not optimizing the uptake it's it's not again we haven't any research to say that this is going to be a bad thing or whether it's going to be a good thing or whether it's really going to limit what you're getting but eh, why not why not err on the, on the safe side and just have an oil tablet. They most come in oil tablets anyway. Uh again, I know I can't link I keep on saying again I'll link I'll not link any supplements because that's endorsing a supplement. Uh yeah, that's endorsing a product and I won't do that unless they start sponsoring me. Come on guys, I'm fucking five episodes deep or four. I don't know. You can count. Why why am I not famous? Why aren't people sponsoring me for this shit yet? Episodes are like twenty minutes. Uh cool. So those are three things. I'll try and recap. Eat lots of vegetables, particularly iron-based ones. Um, number two was leucine content. Number three was this one, which is vitamin D and fish oils. Ah, and number five, number five, number four, God, Jesus Christ, I can't even speak. My brain's a fart today. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm recording this later on in the day than I usually would. Uh, I have like four hours of effective work, and then I'm a fucking blob. I'm just a potato. I'm just useless. Uh, but number four going back to eating more vegetables would be probably avoid like your nutrient bereft carb sources so like things like lots and lots of just just potato which is is has some nutrients in it, but probably doesn't have as much as you need uh, things like white rice, which again is just kind of like a carb source. Lots of your modified carbs like your uh, dextrose or your sweetened drinks and things and sugars and stuff. I would probably avoid not because it's sugar or anything like that or because our oh, carbs are bad, just because they're going to take a big bulk of your calorie content and you need to be eating lots of vegetables. If you're trying to get all of your carbs in through like white rice, you're not leaving a lot of room for vegetables and stuff. Uh, and you need to be eating a lot of vegetables in order to fill that gap. Uh, so the, like number one and number four are pretty much the same topic I think I just forgot to say it earlier uh, so I'm going to call this three tips instead of four tips but yeah they're my kind of three biggins for vegetarians and vegans vegetarians you still have access to eggs and things to hit your protein content like you've got a lot more options there and you know the eggs the milk the dairy, the cheeses and stuff that's going to fill in a lot of the blanks for like health markers so you'll be getting your calcium you'll be getting plenty of protein you can get your b12 you can get all all the blah blah blahs uh, but veganism is a little bit more difficult and you probably have to be a little bit more careful and maybe rely a little bit more on supplementation uh, if i was vegan this might be a little bit extreme if i was vegan i would probably routinely get my blood work done so like maybe every quarter every three months or every six months or something like that i would probably go to the doctors to get my blood work done to make sure that i haven't become deficient in something Uh, because it's it's really really common and the body is like fantastic is what's it de novo genesis uh is it de novo genesis who am i asking there's no one at bagel bagel is it de novo genesis which is creating i know fuck no that's fat that's creating fat sources out of non-fat sources (laughs) Ha. Check how smart I am. Uh, Yeah, ignore that. Nothing about de novo genesis. Uh, Your body is really good at drawing minerals from places that it shouldn't. So if it is deficient in magnesium and calcium, it will just pull it from the bones. If it is deficient in X, Y, Z, it will just pull it from the bones, pull it from the muscles, etc. Because it still needs certain things to survive. It doesn't need a leg to survive. It needs something to keep its heart beating. It needs something to keep its brain working. Uh, So vegans might rely a little bit more on um, supplementation, pretty much of the things I've just talked about. So like a regular multivitamin, uh, iron might be one that you might want to check. Calcium might be one that you want to check. Magnesium might be one you want to get checked. Zinc might be one you want to get checked. Blah, blah, blah. I would honestly get my blood work done to make sure that I'm hitting these markers. And try and get the majority of these things from food. Uh, oh, I'm going to quickly debunk a thing as well. Yeah, I am fully on board. If you want to be vegan, go for it. That's fucking cool. I am fully on board with it. But we have to not believe some of the lies that are like, you know, broccoli has more protein than steak. Yeah, cool. Cool story. But have you ever tried eating 20 grams of steak versus 20 grams of broccoli? Have you tried eating, like... <laughs> 100 grams of steak versus 100 grams of broccoli these things are not comparable so let's not try and compar- compare them let's just say hey you need to hit your protein content protein content is going to be the same for a vegan as it is for a meat eater it's just going to be easier to get for a meat eater than it is for a vegan it still needs to be somewhere between 1.6 to 2.4 grams per kilogram of body weight fat sources the same we're looking at anywhere between 24 percent and 40 percent of your overall daily consumption so calorie consumption or your daily uh yeah daily calorie cal- calorie consumption should be coming from fat don't be scared of saturated fats uh, which again fats might be a little bit more difficult being vegan you might have to rely more on like i can't even think like i'm gonna say avocados yeah let's just say avocados that's the only fatty vegetable i can think of olive oils you might have to rel- rely more on like your uh, polyols not polyols yeah no polyunsaturated and uh, monounsaturated rather than saturated fat went on a bit of a tangent there but it's still totally achievable to live a completely healthy lifestyle in some of this stuff as well like i've already touched on that a lot of vegans are a lot more healthful than non-vegans like you grab that gary from the pub who smokes 20 a day has never exercised since pe and like his idea of a balanced diet or his idea as a vegetable is like, Oh, well I have an onion gravy. Like it's (laughs) the two are probably not comparable. The vegan will most likely run out as healthier than fucking Gary, whose kebab is all the things that he eats. Kebab and chips every fucking day. Uh, Will probably the vegan will probably come out as healthier because they are more health conscious. They're consuming vegetables, they're consuming more like organic material than processed shit. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with processed shit, but if you live off it, you know, come on, try a vegetable. Come on, guys, try a vegetable now. Uh, Yeah, you might just have to be more conscious of supplementation. I think I'm going to wrap this up now because I've just realized I've been talking for nearly half an hour now, which is probably the longest podcast I've done. If I was to cut out all the ums and ahs in this noise, sucking my fucking teeth, this podcast would probably be like 10 minutes worth of actual content. But I'm not going to do that because that requires editing, and I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, anyone wants to sponsor me and um, endorse it, I will endorse your product on this <laughs> on this five podcast listener. <laughs> Uh, if not, fuck off, see you later